Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on uh, when you're listening to this. Thanks very much for being a part of the Cannabis 101 podcast, episode 19. We want to be your guide to the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy uh, with this simply amazing amazing plant. Uh, fun show lined up for you today, but as always, we start things off in our own little way here on the Cannabis 101 podcast, and I want to know, what's your groove? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So what I mean by groove is, uh, what are you grooving to when it comes to cannabis while listening to the Cannabis 101 podcast? Are you smoking something? Did you eat something? Did you take some oil? Whatever you're doing, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at the Cannabis 101. Uh, that is our uh, Twitter account, the Cannabis 101. You can get me on Instagram at the Cannabis 101 Podcast, Facebook at Cannabis 101 Podcast. You can email me, Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com, and you can check out our website at Cannabis101podcast.ca. I have received a a few notes from a couple of people over the last couple of days, and I just want to say I really appreciate when people reach out and uh, let me know that they're listening. So uh, tweet me, at the Cannabis 101 Tell me, what's your groove? What are you going with as you're listening to this episode right now? And tell me where you're uh, listening from. I am going uh, I'm going with uh, a little wave runner from Symbol, which is uh, Delahaye's legendary strain. It's a really nice uh, sativa. Really enjoy the uh, the terpene, uh, terpinaline. It gives off that nice woodsy kind of piney taste that you get from uh, cannabis. So I'm going with this right now, and and I'm I'm just uh, testing it out. Uh, a buddy of mine, we're going to Morrissey tomorrow night in Edmonton. It's going to be one of our concert strains. So let me get my groove on. Peace and love, peace and love. All right. Uh, Now that I got my groove on with little Wave Runner, a nice uh, solid sativa, I want to tell you what's on the show today. Peter Kirkwood uh, from Hexocorp is going to join us. A great new uh, cannabis company that has uh, been building bigger and bigger. Uh, They acquired Up Cannabis, uh, which is if you've uh, been a fan of this show, you know, is, uh, has an affiliation with the Tragically Hip. We did Meridian on What's That Strain uh, a little while ago. So Peter Kirkwood is going to join me. Just an awesome company, doing some great things. they got big plans for Season 2. Uh, they've won a, 
couple of big awards. Uh, so we're going to kind of uh, peel back the curtain a little bit and find out uh, the goings on of uh, Hexocorp. Looking forward to bringing you that interview. This week in Cannabis News with uh, David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. We'll bring you the big stories in cannabis. Um, there's a, a movement to get more women in executive positions in the cannabis industry. I'm all for that one. I think that should uh, definitely happen. And, you know, there are some companies uh, that already have women in uh, high, high places. Uh, Nova Cannabis, uh, for example, um, and and there's some other ones too. So, we're, but we're, we'll chat about that. Uh, crazy discovery out east, uh, where a gentleman went in to buy some cannabis and um, almost left with a plastic tub full of uh, nuts and bolts, and not the ones that you can eat. Uh, crazy stuff. And in what's that strain with Chris Ianson from Nova Cannabis? We are doing banana split from. Aurora. It's awesome. Can't wait to uh, bring you that. And I have a really cool announcement to make about something that is happening later this month. Um, and I've had uh, Brad Ward from Meet and Green on this show before. I've been to uh, a Meet and Green event uh, that we had uh, near uh, White Avenue at the Pint. And on October 28th, at Landmark Theatres City Centre, a free screening of this movie will take place. The original Nightmare on Elm Street. A free screening. I'm going to be there with my equipment. You can join me on an upcoming podcast episode by coming out to this free screening of Nightmare on Elm Street, October 28th. That's a Monday at Landmark Theater City Center. How do you get your hands on these free tickets? We will announce that next week but put it on your calendars 6 30 the doors open theater start show starts at 7 30 and this is the original nightmare on elm street not the reboot the actual first one that really scared you there's gonna be a ton of free swag there as well i'm gonna have my uh whole podcast set up you can come on down and have a conversation about cannabis with me and enjoy a free movie courtesy of uh, meet and green October 28th, Landmark uh, Theatres, City Centre. Put it on your schedule. Uh, we will announce next week how you can get your hands on some tickets. This is a scary theme song. I was afraid of this as a kid. this part freaky when kids are talking like that so a nightmare on elm street a meet and green cannabis meetup halloween celebration october 28th landmark theaters 
City Center. We'll have more details next week. Uh, the Cannabis Character Cup is continuing as well. You can find all the details on uh, the uh, our Twitter account at the Cannabis 101. And a matchup just took place, just wrapped up, actually. We have a uh, another one on the go. But Pedro Dupacus, the number two seed, took out Harold Lee, played by John Choi. Uh, obviously, Pedro Dupacus, played by Cheech Marin. 64%, 38% to move on to the fourth round. And so the new matchup we had is uh, Ben Stone, Seth Rogen from Knocked Up, against Kumar Patel, Harold's buddy, uh, played by Cal Penn. Uh, from, of course, Harold and Kumar go to Cas- White Castle right now. And there's six days left. But uh, Kumar Patel leading Ben Stone, 72%, 28% at the time of uh, this recording. So that'll be uh, interesting to uh, follow along with. You can uh, have your vote at the Cannabis 101 on Twitter. Uh, speaking of which, uh, make sure you're following us at the Cannabis 101 because everybody who follow us, once we hit, four, once we hit 420 followers, will be eligible for a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. So tell your friends, give us a follow at the Cannabis 101. You can get in on the uh, special prize pack. You can also uh, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we do product reviews. I'm going to be doing one about the uh, Zeus Arc uh, GT in a, a little while. Once my voice actually clears up and I get rid of this uh, dastardly cold. Uh, but make sure you're checking out our uh, YouTube channel. I got some cool... Uh, um, artwork sort of things to put up there uh, later tonight that you uh, may enjoy uh, with a nice indica. And I want to know what's your strain. We do what's that strain every week where we explore a different strain. You can be a part of that. All you have to do is send us an email to cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Simply tell us what strain you would like us to review. If your strain is chosen, not only will you get to sit in with Chris and I when we do that segment of your strain, but I'm also going to give you a $100 shopping spree at Chris's store off White Avenue. He will be your personal shopper that day to help you with everything, and it's on me the Cannabis 101 Podcast. So send me an email, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Tell me what's your strain, what strain you would like to have reviewed, your favorite strain. And if you're chosen, you get a shopping spree, you get to sit in, you get to have a lot of fun. So all of that going on right now, lots of contests when it comes to the Cannabis 101 Podcast. All right, we'll get into the uh, main guts of the show in two seconds. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. All right, this Wave Runner is uh, really nice from uh, Symbol. Um, comes, uh, it's uh, Delahaye's 
is the uh, original strain, and uh, man, I'm really, uh, really enjoying it. All right, uh, cannabis question today. This is how we start every show, throw something out at you. Uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, by the way, you can also text me as well. one 780 803 1555 That's 780-803-1555. You can send me a text and... Uh, we can... Uh, get it on to next week's show. So my cannabis question today is, who is your favorite LP in Canada? And LP stands for licensed producer if uh, you're uh, brand new to cannabis and that's totally okay. There are a ton of uh, terms that you may be unfamiliar with. Uh, we will try to explain them as much as we can on this show, but who is your favorite licensed producer? Um, you know, Aurora we're doing this week on what's that strain. We've done Tantalus Labs, DNA Genetics. There's so many great licensed producers uh, out there. So um, I want to know uh, Sundial we just did. There's really uh, a lot of great ones. So tell me who is your favorite uh, licensed producer when it comes to legal cannabis? Pretty simple. Um, God of Grind, a friend of the show, Lee says, uh, the tent in my basement. So obviously he's doing some home grow and, uh, that is amazing. I just wanted to read this uh, tweet that I got as well from, uh, Darcy. It says, uh, I love the podcast. I listen and learn while driving uh, the transport truck. Love the show. And he actually, uh, asked me for a, uh, a strain request. So that was good. I, uh, I passed on. Uh, some good information. Um, I, I just think that we can all learn a lot more about this wonderful plant as we go. So let me know what your uh, favorite LP is in Canada and we can discuss. Now, as for what goes well with, uh, that's anything that pairs well with cannabis. Uh, so whether it's, um, you know, you're cleaning your house, you're raking the leaves, uh, you're watching a movie, I don't know. Uh, for me, what pairs well with cannabis is hopefully watching the Dodgers eliminate the Washington Nationals. That's what I'm doing right now. As I do this show, uh, Walker Bueller is pitching to the Nats. So for me, what goes well with cannabis is watching sports. I watch a ton of sports. I do a bunch of sports shows other than this cannabis podcast. Uh, so, uh, I like to, at the end of the night, when I get everything done and I sit down to watch a hockey game or a football game, I like to fire one up, um, or, you know, get out the hexagon or use the, uh, the Zeus, uh, arc GT vaporizer. Uh, so I, I love watching sports. That's for me, what goes well with cannabis. Uh, what goes well for you? What is anything that pairs well with cannabis in your eyes and uh, by the way if you're in the downtown area check out legendary barbershop 117th and jasper avenue ask for morgan my niece she'll uh, lower your ears in a beautiful way and uh, you can find out a little bit more about our show we have some pamphlets down there so they are uh, cannabis friendly friends of uh, 420 um, i don't think you can uh, smoke a joint while sitting in their chairs uh, but certainly they uh, they love talking about it and uh, they are friends of 420. So check out Legendary Barbershop, 117th Avenue, Jasper Avenue, and make sure you ask for Morgan. All right, uh, time to get into our first guest of the day. It is Peter Kirkwood of Hexocorp. 
This is the Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. I am very pleased this week to be welcoming the VP of Sales from Hexocorp, Peter Kirkwood, to the show. Uh, You would know of Hexocorp from listening to this show because Chris Ionson and I have done Meridian uh, from uh, Up Cannabis, which is under the Hexocorp umbrella in What's That Strain. Peter, thank you so much for joining me on the Cannabis 101 podcast today. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. No problem. Excited to do this uh, because I love exploring uh, the world of cannabis is, as you know, it's so brand new. Uh, there's so many things to explore. I, I guess let's just first start with uh, maybe an overview. Give us an overview of, of, of what Hexocorp is all about. Sure. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, Hexocorp is a, a cannabis technology company. So we're developing the science of cannabis to enhance people's enjoyment of life, um, really by creating uh, a globally trusted brand uh, and brands that, you know, easy to use and easy to understand cannabis products. So, um, you know, we're, we're one of, you know, Canada's um, major licensed producers. We've got uh, multiple facilities across the country, over two and a, nearly two and a half million square feet of cultivation and production space, uh, as I say, located in Quebec and Ontario, a massive capacity in around 150,000 kilograms per year. Um, and that will, uh, our production capacity actually is, is going to be quite exciting as we've recently purchased a facility in Belleville that's uh, nearly 2 million square feet it's, itself. Um, it's the old uh, Sears Distribution Center. Um, the other exciting thing about uh, Hexo is that we are now um, not, not a full house of brands, but we certainly have the Up Cannabis brand and the Hexo portfolio of brands. And uh, we've been really successful in getting the products distributed nationally. So we're actually in nine provinces uh, right now. And, uh, and have some great uh, contracts with uh, the boards, uh, as well as um, an, an amazing working relationships with retailers in the private market. Uh, and probably one of the most uh, exciting things that we have as a part of our hub and spoke model is our relationship and our joint venture with Molson Coors Canada uh, called Trust, which will allow us to produce cannabis-infused beverages, which I think is going to be a very exciting category. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a, a world that people are going to really be surprised that they're going to be opened up to. And when, when you know when you guys can partner up with somebody like that that has such a strong brand, th- that's the goal, right? You want to go into that uh, that beverage sector with with a lot of momentum, and, and Molson Coors certainly gives you that. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, with their portfolio, they've created uh, something for every experience. Um, they certainly understand uh, when, you know, uh, the the uh, environments which, with which consumers are experiencing beverages, and they've, uh, they've really dug in uh, pretty deep to create a, a full portfolio of products that I think uh, consumers are going to be very, very delighted with. So you mentioned uh, that uh, the Up Cannabis brand is uh, under this um, the umbrella of Hexocorp, and and we've done Meridian, which is uh, really beautiful. You were with Up Cannabis. Um, is there a big difference? Um, from what I understand, Up Cannabis was a little bit of a smaller, maybe family, and, and Hexo. Obviously, uh, you guys are uh, becoming a giant, uh, and and that's a really good thing. Is was there a big difference when you moved from Up to Hexo? Uh, yeah, I'd say pretty significant. I mean, uh, up, uh, up cannabis and new strike, um, you know, not uh, sort of counting the years prior when it was in setup. Uh, we really began in December, 2016, a couple of years before I joined the company. 
Um, but the first facility we had was in Brantford, a small facility, about 14,000 square feet, only really producing about 2,500 kilograms. Uh, but this is where Meridian has actually grown. So you mentioned that strain. And it's a, a very limited production of an, of an incredible um, sativa strain. And, you know, we've got another facility that's nearly completion, which will have 400,000 square feet in the heart of the Niagara region. And uh, that's kind of an interesting facility as well because we have a very unique Dutch tray system. So it allows the cannabis to be moved to the employees so we don't actually have to walk up and down rows and rows of cannabis. The cannabis is on trays and and the trays move out to to the people. So the plants remain very, very happy and and undisturbed for most of their life, all the while still having music uh, pumped out over the, the loudspeakers to them. That's one of the unique features of the Up brand is actually we do play music to the plants. Um, that company, you know, employed around 150 people in positions ranging from cultivation, harvest, uh, QA, quality assurance, R&D, sales and marketing, uh, as well as the executive team. And we really positioned the up brand in, in a premium segment with, with that strong connection to music, creativity, uh, the fact that we had the two different growing facilities and that unique Dutch trace system. And, and all the while, um, we were working very closely, you know, the sales and marketing team, actually, unlike any uh, experience I've ever had in my previous life and previous careers, the sales and marketing team were so attached uh, and really working to lay the foundation for a brand that was going to, you know, we were going to take countrywide and really build something that, that we could work with retailers to support their business. This is, you know, everything we're doing is new. And we wanted to make sure we had incredible pieces of uh, both marketing and trade marketing that would support retailers um, in, in, you know, having really good and, and legal conversations with, with their uh, consumers because it is a very, very delicate balance. So we've created some incredible uh, in-market uh, materials and everything we do, actually, we run by the, uh, the AGLC compliance team and um, making sure everything we do is compliant. And, and, uh, and it's been an, an you know, incredible journey. And so, yes, a much smaller company uh, and the move to Hexo has been phenomenal for a number of reasons. So, it's you know, it's two strong teams coming together with two really strong brands. It's been highly complimentary. So the, the, the Hexo team was phenomenally strong in Quebec. We have a, an incredible relationship with the SQDC, um, but less coverage in the Western provinces and Atlantic Canada. And, we now are in, um, you know, we have market penetration, as I mentioned earlier, in nine provinces. We've had this capacity boost to now 150,000 kgs of high-quality cannabis annually. Um, so we've now, as I mentioned, you know, this premium indoor facility plus uh, the Dutch tray greenhouse plus Hexo's massive greenhouses. Um, you know, it's just an ability to grow cannabis in multiple different um, regions, multiple different um, styles. Uh, a number of master growers now that can communicate back and forth and, and come up with some really great pre- best practices. Um, and the transition to our, our sales team, uh, you know, what we felt is that there's just far more resources from trade marketing um, and uh, digital marketing and an ability to staff up and support our retailers more. Now, what I'll say about the retail space is that as these licenses are going out to retailers across the country, many of them uh, have limited, limited experience in a retail environment overall. So we're actually able to assist them with merchandising strategies, uh, planograms, where to put product that will help consumers with a path to purchase. Um, And we want to work on normalization together with our partners. Um, The other thing that I've seen from Hexo uh, is just an incredibly strong leadership team. 
that has a clear vision for, for Hexo and who we are. Uh, and they're incredibly supportive of the sales and marketing team as well. So we really have like a, a can-do attitude and, and, and we've been able to dedicate resources to winning at retail by supporting those, uh, what I call RSAs, retail sales associates, also referred to as bunda, bud tenders or canistas. Uh, it's so interesting. I love hearing about the uh, the differences, and, and there are many differences between uh, different LPs, uh, but what are some of the exciting things on the horizon for you guys right now at Hexocorp? Well, phase two, right? Season two, everybody is really uh, excited about what this will bring to the table, and, and you know, my hope, and for a person like me, I, I'm excited for these, you know, I'm, I'm not a uh, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life and I do appreciate and enjoy cannabis, but I'm excited for, for edibles and, uh, and for beverages. And, you know, with, with Hexo, we'll, we'll try to differentiate itself by creating exceptional cannabis experiences for consumers. So our, you know, our product offering will touch on a variety of experiences, sleep, sport, diet, uh, you know, uh, times when you need to focus, uh, even uh, sex or just for fun. Um, and the experiences, I think, will appeal to new consumers and, and will provide consumers with the same sort of consistent, reliable experiences that they're getting in flower. Um, you know, for example, with the onset and offset times and taste, uh, things like that. I, I think the predictability of what vapes and, and beverages and, and edibles will provide consumers uh, is just is just so exciting. You know, I think that's something that you said is so important. If you've never smoked a cigarette, un- unfortunately, I did when I was younger. So, uh, you know, smoking a joint wasn't uh, a big deal for me. But if you've never smoked a cigarette, the idea of smoking a joint, it might be disgusting to you. So the the next wave of season two, it's just, I think it's just going to include so many more people that just don't feel like lighting something on fire and inhaling it. Yeah, and the, there's so many more opportunities to 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 engage with these products. I mean, you can sit down at a at a table with your friends and and have a beverage quite comfortably. You don't need to go outside. Right. Um, so there's just some simplicity to it that I think is just so beautiful about about where this is going. And you know, I was a a fairly lapsed user. I enjoyed the product uh, in my t- in twenties quite a bit. Um, and I and 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 you know, by consuming uh, in joint, and so I'm just I'm excited to to probably just reduce that and get into uh, the other format. Yeah, for and I, sure. And that, we have those conversations with RSAs uh, all the time. And I think that's sort of what everybody is very, very excited about. The technology that will be added to this product and where we're going to be able to take Cannabis 2.0 is is, is really exciting. I think Hexo uh, is very poised to be a leader in terms of that, uh, that innovation. Uh, good stuff. Um, what about some favorite strains of yours or, or some of the most popular strains that you find, um, you know, give me, give me a few of the, uh, uh, the top strains either on your list or, uh, top selling strains that you guys have. For sure. And it's two different conversations. As I mentioned, I'm a lapsed user. So my, my tolerance isn't where it once was. So I, I tend to prefer products more like uh, moon, uh, from up and Sierra from, from Hexo. So these are, uh, you know, two to one CBD, uh, to THC. So they're a bit lighter, um, uh, just really great for me. I, you know, the, I, I really enjoy, they're very calming. Uh, and then, uh, you know, from time to time, uh, like I'm a, I'm a drummer and I like to write. So if I'm writing or drumming, then I, I like, uh, Elios, which is a, a really a great seller for us, uh, from the, uh, the Hexo line or, and, uh, and gems from, from up. Um, so those those are great strains for me and and for lapsed users and anybody that I you know who is a first time user we we recommend those strains typically. Um, what's popular right now 
I think uh, in general is, you know, you need something, one, with incredible consistency and also with high THC. So the industry right now uh, tends to be, um, you know, uh, most consumers are requesting products with high THC, whether it be indica or sativa. And fortunately, within our portfolio, we have a number of strains that fit the bill. So in the Hexo brand, uh, Elios is by far our best-selling sativa. Um, and uh, on the other uh, end of the spectrum, Lagoon, uh, again with Hexo, is, uh, and Tsunami are our best-selling indicas. Um, but within the app portfolio, and, and you've mentioned you've had experience with this product, uh, Meridian is by far our best-seller uh, for that, uh, that brand. It's a high THC sativa that is in limited production. So it, it sells out incredibly fast, goes into the market and then it's in and out. And uh, we're actually having some great success with Grace as well right now, which is a somewhat of a new product in a couple markets and it's a high THC uh, Indica. So, so it's a, num- a number of products that are doing very well across the country. Yeah, we we recently did uh, Tsunami on our uh, What's That Strain and it was uh it was awesome. Uh, I got to tell you, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, okay, I want to I want to ask you about the the up cannabis and the connection to the tragically hip. Um, you know, we've talked about this on our show uh, a little bit before during what's that strain, but uh, I, I think you would have the uh, kind of the definitive uh, backstory of of how the tragically hip uh, got involved with the cannabis and, and created this cannabis company. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, what a great group of people. Uh, the hip connection, you know, provided up with insight and, and an authentic brand positioning. You know, music was deeply rooted in everything up does. You know, I mentioned earlier that we, we play music to uh, to the plants, to the cannabis. And, you know, aside from having Canada's most iconic musicians on our team, uh, we're also proud to work with a number of the country's marquee organizations in the music space. And, and that came through that relationship with the hips, you know, from working with uh, the Junos to SoCan, uh, as well as the Unison Benevolence Fund. Um, Unison uh, is, is an amazing charity that actually gives back to musicians who potentially, you know, if they can't make a show, they, some, some musicians, you know, traveling musicians don't have a great benefit program. And if they break an arm or come down with, uh, you know, a sickness and they can't make a show, um, they're just out that money. And, and Unison takes care of people like that so that, that they can continue to make great music, which we in turn used for, our inspiration and, uh, and to play it to our cannabis. Um, the, the hip guys, um, just added a level of authenticity and they, they helped shape the brand, uh, writing the, the strain, uh, experience notes as well. Uh, Gord Sinclair is a, a, a very gifted writer and he actually, uh, you know, assisted in, in writing the strain experiences that we have for, for the brand. And, um, you know, we've actually been able to work with some other artists as well alongside uh, as we were launching, including uh, Megan Patrick and um, Dallas Green of Sitting Color. Um, and, and then, of course, obviously the hip guys. Um, the, any chance I've had to, to work alongside these guys, it's just they're consummate, you know, consummate professionals. They know Canadians. They understand cannabis. And they, they encouraged us to come out with products that were authentic, that spoke to Canadians, and that that would add value to people's lives. And, uh, and that's why we, we named the products uh, the way we did. And that's why we created products um, in, in the way that we did as well. And it, it goes along right through from, from the cannabis to the materials we create for our retail partners as well. Oh, it's so cool. I recently saw a uh, tragically hip uh, tribute band called hip check out in uh, Vancouver and uh, kicking myself for not picking up some Meridian uh, before the show because um, it, it seems like music and, and cannabis go hand in hand, you know. So it seems like the band was 
you know, heavily involved, hands-on with this, uh, with this project. Absolutely. They, they came on board in, uh, in 2017. Uh, they met with the, the senior leaders uh, of the team and uh, they had a firm belief that cannabis and adult use legalization was a positive step forward for Canada. And, you know, from the beginning, it was important for the band uh, and their management that they not, you know, not simply be in it as like a celebrity backer, but they're active decision makers. And as I said, you know, we, we pick some of our strains and our products based on their experiences with the plant. I mean, these are, these are people that have a long history and an understanding, uh, you know, they've been in every small town in Canada. They know Canadians very well and they know cannabis very well. So they became strategic partners weighing into every major marketing decision the brand was to make and, you know, infusing with insight and, and an authenticity that, that we really feel has no equal. I mean, what's more Canadian and, and, and sort of like has more grassroots than a band like the, you know, the tragically hip. And that was important to us. Yeah. You said you have a, a bit of a musical background. This must've been uh, an amazing experience for you. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I played in a, in, in a, a few different bands throughout my life and, um, knowing, you know, the affiliation that up cannabis, uh, had with the tragically hip and music in general was, was great for me. I used to play with a band called walk off the earth and they're still good friends and, and, uh, and, and having that background, you know, myself and knowing what up represented, it just was such a, a, a smooth transition for me out of the industry I was in into this industry and into this company. So were there things that you did, and, and you mentioned before how, you know, Up and, and Hexo, a little bit different, obviously, in size, but were there things that you guys brought from Up into the Hexo world that, that you guys can do today, and even though they're a bit bigger of a company, you can still do some of the similar things? Uh, yeah, I mean, we do, with Up, we were a bit smaller, we were a bit more nimble, um, but as I mentioned, you know, the Hexo team has been really supportive of our ability to get out there and support the retailers. And, and that was something that was, uh, was, was really key to, to our, um, our strategic plan with, with up is, is get out there, support the RSAs quickly, give them the materials they need to have you know, conversations with consumers because there's a lot of confusion out there and each LP is, is doing things slightly differently, but we're all, we're all sort of fighting the same fight, right? We, we want to make sure that this industry is normalized, that it's done so uh, very safely, and that we're providing consumers and RSAs with, with really good information about our brands and our products uh, so that they can in, in turn pass that information along to consumers. So I, I think there's, just, there's been a great deal of consistency in, in, in our you know, route-to-market strategy and, and how to to arm the retail sales associates with the best possible information um, that, that they need to, to talk to their consumers. Uh, one of the products that you guys have is the uh, Elixir CBD, which, uh, you know, only one product of the year at the 2018 Canadian Cannabis Awards. So big congratulations on that. My wife and I uh, use this product. Uh, it's the, the, the spray that we use. And uh, man, it's uh, w- when you can have that right out of the gate, when the product of the year, that's, that's a pretty good thing to put on top of, uh, uh, the resume or, uh, you know, the bulletin board of this is what we accomplished this year. Absolutely. Uh, I wish I could say I was with the company at the timing, uh, you know, at the time that that was launched, but, uh, you know, really, really proud that, that our company has done that. And, and that's not the only innovative product award we won. We actually won with a decarb product as well. Wow. Um, so I think that speaks volumes to Hexo's ability to, to innovate. And create, you know, products that consumers may not have even known that they were looking for. 
And I think our, our CBD spray uh, in particular, and the fact that we've, we've created two different formats for all of our sprays. So we have not only an MCT uh, base, but we also have a peppermint oil base. So, you know, we, we've got something that actually tastes very good as well. Um, so pretty, pretty incredible. You know, winning awards is, is great, but creating really, really great products that sell well and that are helping consumers uh, even better. So, uh, yeah, we're very proud of, the, of that product lineup. All right, so we're just about to uh, the one-year mark, uh, one-year anniversary coming up on the 17th of legalization in Canada. And uh, I, I listen, I don't know if there's uh, ever been an industry uh, that was born and didn't have any hiccups. And certainly there were early hiccups, but I think the things have smoothed out uh, pretty well as the year has gone on, as we approach the, uh, the one-year anniversary. How do you think we're doing as a country? Because... Man, there's a lot of eyes on our country right now, isn't there? Yeah, there sure are. I I honestly think we're doing great. Um, there were a lot of expectations right out of the gate that this would be, you know, this industry would be standing up tall within months. And I just think that some of those expectations were slightly uh, unrealistic. And you've got a lot of smart work, uh, smart people, and we're all working hard to to build an industry that is incredibly positive, provides consumers with safe, great products. Uh, and I think we're, we're doing great. Uh, we've got a number of LPs now that are that are coming on and that are getting towards their full grow capacity. So the supply issue should be, you know, get sort of coming together. And uh, we've got retail spaces opening up across the country. I mean, Alberta's in over we've got over 280 stores now in that province. Uh, BC now over I think 125 over 125 stores. It's uh, it's becoming very real. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy with where things have gone in a very short period of time. We are, we're building something that, uh, is, is going to be to the betterment of, of all Canadians. And, uh, I'm pretty proud to be a part of it. Yeah. And season two or, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, will be upon us likely, uh, in December when we, we get to see some of the things that we've talked about, uh, whether it be edibles or concentrates or, or drinks and, and kind of, we kind of alluded to it, but, uh, just, just what do you think that's going to be like um, as far as opening that up to a whole new uh, uh, amount of people? Well, I'm putting a lot of weight on the fact that I think it will. Um, I, I'm very hopeful that it could reduce black market. I think the you know when people can go into a store that they know and trust has highly regulated products, um, that'll encourage them to walk through the door of a retail outlet. And I'm putting a lot. I'm putting a lot of weight on, on that. Um, you know, anybody that I speak to, whether it be retail sales associates across the country, uh, the owners of the chains or the management teams of the, the chain uh, retailers or the boards themselves, we're all extremely excited for what this, uh, what this will bring to the industry as a whole. And I, I think we're, you know, phase two is, you know, December 17th, it's just the beginning. Uh, there's going to be tons of innovation within that space uh, moving forward. So I think, it's just going to be uh, continue new product launches, exciting new things happening. Uh, it's it's not going to you know Jan one. It doesn't doesn't end. It just that's just the beginning. All right. I always like uh, when I'm chatting with people uh, in the cannabis industry to uh, to find out how they arrive because you know obviously this industry is is brand new. So um, what what was your background? How did you end up in uh, the cannabis industry? Well, I, I had uh, about a 20-year career in, in beverage alcohol. In 1998, uh, I was uh, in university and 
uh, my dad had started up a an agency business in the beverage alcohol space. And I remember a professor telling us that most of you in this marketing program at Guelph are going to end up being a sales rep. And uh, a few weeks later, my dad asked me if I wanted to be a sales rep. I said, well, if, uh, if that's what I'm going to end up being, I may as well go work for my old man. So I did that. And uh, I had a very uh, a blast. I worked in that company for 20 years. And uh, I uh, I had recently, in 2017, I actually sold the, the, the business uh, and with to my partner. Uh, and I was uh, negotiating basically an amicable departure in 2018. And I'd been watching the cannabis space for some time. And at one point, I'd actually considered offering uh, agency services like what Southern Glazers and Breakthrough Beverages have done uh, to cannabis brands. Um, but you know, timing is everything and relationships are everything. Uh, as I was departing from uh, my family business, Kirkwood Diamond Canada, I had an opportunity to, to come on board with, as a VP sales with New Strike um, based on some relationships. So my, uh, my previous CEO had worked with the senior VP of sales and marketing at New Strike. He connected us. We had lunch. And the next day I, I had an offer and, uh, and couldn't have been you know, more excited at the time and, and remain uh, just as excited as I was then. Um, I was brought on basically to secure distribution contracts with all the boards across the country build relationships with the provincial and national retailers, and then hire a sales team. And those are all things that I absolutely love doing. So, um, you know, pretty much uh, every member of our sales team I've, I've handpicked, and uh, I think we're building one of the best sales organizations across the country. Awesome. What's the big difference between cannabis and the beverage industry? Well, there's a number. Um, part of it's really the, the regulations. Uh, so I, um, I think that, you know, we, we have very strict guidelines that we must work um, within, but I think that forces us to be uh, very, very creative. So that's, that's, just, that's just fun. The other thing I, I love about this industry is the passion that the RSAs, the retailers, and the boards have for the industry. We all recognize that we're doing something that's incredibly special. Uh, beverage alcohol is a great industry. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a very social, um, uh, you know, social product. But the people that are working in the industry, I, I found at times, uh, just weren't as excited as the people in the cannabis industry. So going into a store um, anywhere in the country, you're going to be met with smiles. And that's, I mean, there's nothing like it to go to work every day. And I enjoy what I do, but then seeing everybody else in this industry enjoying what they do as well. So you're, you're constantly met with positivity, optimism, and people who want to do, uh, do right by this industry and right by this incredible product um, that many people have been in love with for, for their entire lives. So to, so to see legalization bring all these people together that are collectively um, moving towards something so positive, that's like you just, you, I can't put a figure on that. It's just, it's like, it really is. I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it's pretty magical. Um, to, to go to work every day and know that we're working on something that's bringing such value to people's lives that that others in the industry, you know, are feeling the same way as well. Um, and particularly with RSAs, so those people in store that are, they're the ones that are winning the last three feet for you. Those are the ones that are recommending your brand. Those are the ones that are having those in-depth conversations with consumers and helping them find the product that they're looking for. Uh, seeing them be so positive about what they do, um, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen in any industry, quite frankly, let alone beverage alcohol. Yeah, it's a it's an exciting industry as it's uh, literally born before our eyes. And uh, I, I can tell you the, the stores that I go into, people are excited, as you mentioned, 
uh, to be there. Peter, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me and uh, giving me a look and my listeners a look inside of uh, Hexocore. And uh, I, uh, I wish you guys best of luck, especially with season two upon us, uh, most likely in December. Thanks again for your time, Peter. Thank you so much, Dean. I really appreciate being part of the show. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Another edition of This Week in Cannabis News with David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. You can sign up for their email newsletter and check out all the big stories when it comes to cannabis. Uh, David, thanks very much for joining us. It's cool here in uh, the Edmonton area today, about minus seven with the wind chill. What are things like in the Okanagan right now? Hey, hey, happy to be here and happy to be in the Okanagan. It's uh, it's sunny and above zero, so both of those things are good. Definitely, yeah. uh, we're starting to settle into those those fall days. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, uh, if if you are growing outside, um, either in Alberta or in the Okanagan Valley, it's uh, definitely time to keep an eye on things uh, with uh, frost. Uh, in the morning. All right, uh, we've got uh, a mm-hmm. few a few stories to chat about, uh, David. And um, uh, the first one uh, that you dug up is uh, about, uh, I guess, um, you know, women in cannabis. And um, you know, un- unfortunately, women in a lot of sectors of business um, face barriers. And you know, there are some women that feel the cannabis industry is sort of similar. Now, I, I will point out, not everybody is like this. Um, you know, I, I have friends in Nova um, who are women who are high up in, in the chain. Um, but overall, across all industries, including cannabis, uh, cannabis uh, women feel that they're facing barriers. You know, being such a new legal industry, there was a lot of hope that cannabis would be a great opportunity for women to, to be prominent and influential right from the start. Uh, you know, those, those high-ranking positions within those big companies. And, uh, yeah, there's a feeling that that, that that hasn't happened. If you're watching, you know, any kind of broadcast news and you're seeing an interview with a cannabis company CEO, uh, the chances are that they're, they're white, they're older, middle-aged men for the most part. Uh, and that's definitely uh, being recognized by, uh, by a lot of people. Uh, there was an informal networking event that happened in the Kootenays just recently. This is one of a few that have been going on in uh, in BC. And, uh, you know, there, there are comments made that the cannabis industry is actually worse than the tech industry for this. Uh, that comes from uh, Anna Bunshu, a marketer with BC Craft Cannabis. And she helped to organize this meeting, just seeing that there, there, there's a need for women to get together um, you know, men too, of course, to get together and talk about how uh, how we can be progressive in this industry. Um, you know, there's a lot of jobs out there that uh, she says that in the trimming and the pruning and the cleaning, but it's the more executive and the better paid power positions uh, that are typically given to men. Uh, like you said, this isn't across the board out here. There, there are a lot of uh, a lot of companies, a lot of the owners of retail stores. I've noticed in the Okanagan. Uh, are are women and very active in the industry out here. Um, there's actually a group called Canadian Women in Cannabis, and the founder is from the Okanagan. It's a cannabis collective with the aim of helping to build a movement for acceptance of what they call the feminine nature of cannabis. And uh, there's also a BC magazine out there called Herb, and it's got her in brackets with the B, and that's gaining momentum. 
So, so these are all great signs. And, you know, I, I think that the message here that's being delivered is that, uh, that, that there should be more women and more prominent places higher up in these big companies. And yeah, I, I, I absolutely advocate for that myself as well. I'm with you. Um, it, the, the greatest stuff comes from uh, the female plant uh, when it comes to cannabis. So uh, right. I wholeheartedly yeah. agree um, that there should be more women involved, especially with it being a brand new industry. You have the opportunity to really set the tone uh, for what some other uh, industries uh, should be like. Um, man or woman, everybody should have an equal opportunity um, at, at working and, and, and rising up in, uh, in whatever industry you're in. 100% agreed. All right, let's move on to uh, the next story. And this is not a good story at all. And thankfully, this is the first time I've heard of this. And hopefully <laughs> it never happens again. But uh, tell us what happened uh, to a Cape Breton man uh, who went in to purchase some legal cannabis. You know, it, it's safe to say that this story is it's literally nuts. <laughs> a, Cape, a Cape Breton man goes in to buy cannabis at uh, the Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation store, wants to buy two one-gram packages of Tweed House juice, and uh, his name is George Poulain, 67 years old, in the process of paying for these two containers. And the uh, clerk who was selling him these uh, packages shook them both. And the one, he says, sounded like it had marbles inside, had the government seal on it and everything. And he said to the cashier, you know, there's something more than uh, marijuana in that container. So the cashier called the supervisor over. They came and opened up the, the product. And curious, he wanted to stay to look. And inside, they found no weed, just nuts and a washer. Nuts and a washer, for crying out loud. I, I have to wonder how something like this even happened. Where's the quality control? And the other question that this raises, I mean, the store, of course, didn't sell them the package. They replaced the package, right. and he gave it a good shake to make sure that there was cannabis inside and not, you know, fasteners. So the, the, the thing that kills me here is, what if this was something that was ordered online and then shipped to the customer's home? I, I wonder if, if the company itself would even believe that this is what happened. And, you know, that's, that's what I'm hearing across the board. I'm a, I'm a frequent flyer over on the Reddit forum. And a lot of complaints come from uh, cannabis that, that's very underweight. I mean, I'm talking about one gram being shipped in 3.5 gram quantities. It's uh, bad quality. In some cases, I've seen this with pre-rolls. I've seen this with flour. It's completely empty. It's a common theme that's being discussed is how awfully difficult it is to get any kind of a response or any kind of action from these producers when it comes to uh, empty product or bad product or or whatever. I've actually had similar experiences myself with broken packaging or very underweight product or just awful quality, nothing but stem. Um, and, you know, I, I've also had difficulty with getting these things replaced. I've actually taken to filming myself, opening these containers now, removing the government seal just in case something like this happens. I actually have video proof that this has gone on. And, you know, that's not the way that this industry needs to go, especially if we're trying to stamp out the black market here. How many times have you gone to your black market dealer and gotten an empty Ziploc bag? You know, how about never? So it shouldn't be happening in the legal industry. 
That's a, it's a really good point. And, you know, to me, be, and, and listen, um, this is the first I've heard of something this severe. Uh, you know, I've heard, as you mentioned, underweight or uh, bad quality. I've never heard of actually somebody. So this, this had to, because, you know, when you read the article, it comes straight from the LP. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. open. It's nothing. So, and and I'm I'm just um, you know theorizing here, but I'm I'm picturing an employee saying they're not going to miss this one. I'm going to take this cannabis <laughs> and put these nuts and bolts because how else does that happen? Like how is this uh, this this has to be done on purpose by someone? In my opinion, I'm not. I'm just saying it just seems like it had to have been purposely done because I don't know how else this possibly happens. They are investigating. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's funny. That's that's the yeah. sad part. And how many how many packages have nuts and bolts in it? You know, is this the only one? Yeah. Is this just the one that's been discovered? Exactly. So Canopy hasn't responded to. Uh, it was the Cape Breton Post that reported it. No, no word yet from Canopy. Interesting. Um, this is a, a a really good story too. Um, Aurora Cannabis and CTT Pharmaceutical are uh, uh, announcing the launch of uh, sublingual cannabis wafers. So, um, you know, I I use uh, these sort of products sometimes for nausea and different things, and now people will be able to get their cannabis. Uh, You know, talk about the inconspicuous and nobody even knowing what's going on, and you're sitting there enjoying whatever cannabis. This is another big step forward for the cannabis industry, and Aurora, who is certainly one of the bigger players. Mm-hmm. Aurora, straight out of Edmonton, your backyard. You bet. And this is a pretty unique product. Uh, the, you know, the main the main target here, it's a medical product. The main target is for people who uh, have difficulty swallowing. So it could be geriatric uh, and pediatric patients who, you know, can't take a pill. Um, groundbreaking. Uh, Aurora, which funny enough, is, seems to be calling itself the Canadian company defining the future of cannabis worldwide. Well, you know, cheering for them. That's a that's a pretty lofty goal. Uh, together with CTT Pharmaceutical Holdings is the company that uh, that co-created this. And uh, yeah, they're they're called Dissolve Strips. So if you think about it, if you've ever had those Listerine strips that mm-hmm. you put uh, the, you put in your mouth, and you know it makes your breath fresh, it's similar to that. So it's a paper thin polymer film. Uh, it doesn't need water. It doesn't require you to swallow. It dissolves in about five to fifteen seconds. Uh, and this is actually also a really big step for CTT Pharmaceutical, moving the company from uh, from a technology development company to uh, to a sales company. And that uh, their founder, Dr. Modi, is his name. He's actually been working on this for a lot of years. So congratulations to him and his team. And uh, the next stage, they say in their development, is going to be the launch of a broader portfolio on a on a global scale. Um, so yeah, great news, interesting tech and stuff that's coming from Canada. We we are a leader in the world, and here's another great example of what we're doing. And Aurora, you know, is um, you know one of the biggest companies out there. They have operations in 25 countries across five continents. Um, I think Canopy Growth is still the uh, the biggest company, but uh, they are uh, they are trying to track them down for uh, number one. They kind of have their fingers in all different pieces of the uh, the cannabis pie and uh, you know these these 
uh, products uh, that we're seeing. It's so great because it seems like they're targeting every kind of, um, you know, person or situation. Like you talk about with the wafers with geriatric patients, easier for them uh, to do that, that can't swallow and things like that. And, you know, if you don't like smoking a joint, there are edibles coming out. So uh, it's, it's amazing to see the cannabis industry unfolding before our eyes and virtually, virtually serving every kind of person in your community. Yeah, you bet. I mean, kids too, right? If you've got a kid that needs to take this kind of medication, right? Uh, if if you've ever tried to give your your young child a, a pill to swallow, <clears throat> it's a, it's that's a that's a hard task. I could only imagine. Um, all right, David Wiley of Okanagan Z dot com slash oz joining us here on this week in cannabis news you can sign up for their uh newsletter that comes out through email and check out all the big stories in cannabis um i recently had a couple of gentlemen on from uh, a company called t vape uh it was last week we had them on to discuss vaping um, because i think there's a lot of myths and a lot of fear mongering going on with um, some of the stuff that's happening in the United States. And I don't know how you feel about it, David, but um, this is the way I look at it. If if you're buying something from the black market where I think the majority of those vapes came from, you are going, you, you're gonna get what you pay for. And that might mean the person you're buying it from is cutting corners. And we've talked about some of the chemicals that have been found in it. Um, my advice is wait until uh, they show up in retail stores and, and go buy them uh, because they are, uh, um, allowed by Health Canada. Mm-hmm. We we talked about this before it blew up into uh, the hysteria that we're seeing now. I remember we were, we were talking about um, one of these black market vapes that actually, um, uh, they were saying, created a gas similar to what uh, what was used in the world, Second World War to right. poison, you know, soldiers and civilians. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty horrifying, some of the stories that are coming out. It seems like every day there's a new one. And lucky for us in Canada, season two of cannabis is uh, is not too far away. And these kinds of products are going to be regulated and, uh, you know, are going to be tested and approved by Health Canada. So we do have that to look forward to. That's the silver lining. There, there's been quite a knee-jerk reaction to all this. Uh, we've got governors in the United States as well as the president, Donald Trump, proposing banning all flavored vape cartridges and the and e-cigarettes as well total bans on e-cigarettes these are these are devices that people are using to quit smoking so you know there there is an impact to uh to what's happening here um the center centers for disease control and prevention meanwhile they're they're investigating and they've noticed that there uh there are similarities between uh among the over 800 people who have suffered from from pulmonary problems, uh, and that's a history of e-cigarette use or vaping or dabbing uh, within 90 days of the onset, that the imaging studies are showing lung injury, there's an absence of any kind of infection, um, and the, the absence of an alternative plausible diagnosis, they say. Basically, CDC's takeaway is not to get e-cigarettes or cannabis cartridges from the black market. Seems uh, seems pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, in Canada, we've also started to see cases pop up, uh, notably in Quebec and Ontario and BC. They said it's only a matter of time before we see these cases uh, in this province, and I imagine many of the other ones. So, Health Canada has, has similar advice. They're asking people who are using any of these kinds of pro- uh, vaping products 
to look for certain symptoms of pulmonary illness, and that includes a cough, shortness of breath, chest pain. And if any of these things come up, you know, please, please seek medical attention as quick as you can, because this, these are life and death scenarios here. So if you're, if you're noticing something that's not quite right, make sure that you get yourself to, uh, to a doctor, to the emergency room, because uh, the worst thing that you can do is, is wait on it. That's for sure. Yeah. And you know, you can, um, vaporize flour. Uh, you know, I, I just, uh, uh, picked up a new vaporizer, uh, the Zeus Arc GT. It's great. You can put your flower in it. So uh, if you don't like lighting up and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you don't want to wait until uh, the concentrates come out in season two and you don't want to buy from the black market, you can get a vape uh, that that has flower and, and it gives you that's some great, great benefits. Point. Yeah, it gives you great health benefits. And that's that's what we're not, we're not talking about that here. And that's a really important distinction, Dean. Good on you for making it. Um, what we're talking about are those the, those vape pens where you have the little cartridges of uh, of oil inside. Right. If you're if you're vaping flour, then yeah, you're all good. You're not you're not seeing these kinds of uh, of impacts. Mm-hmm. And and if you um, you know so if you want to vape and you you can't wait until uh, December or whatever, you can get a uh, a flour vaporizer. But I I, I really think David, I don't think we're going to see as long as people buy from retailers. Uh, I don't think we're going to see. Um, the mass hysteria we saw in the United States. Now, I think yeah. the amount of people that were going to try vaping uh, will be down until they realize mm-hmm. it's safe uh, because people are are scared of, of what they don't know and, and they're seeing all this stuff in the United States and maybe they don't make the distinction between black market and legal. This is, this is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fear that's spreading and that's one of the concerns that this is going to to hurt sales when it does become legal here. And we are talking about black market. That's, that's really important to, uh, to talk about. You betcha. David Wiley is with OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. Sign up for their email newsletter and check out his site for all the big news in cannabis. David, as always, it's been a pleasure to chat. I hope it's warmer the next time we chat, but I don't think it's <laughs> going to be. Good luck to your plants. What you Betty and Boop, is that what you call them? Betty and Boop, yeah, I've got them. Uh, I have them hanging now, so give them some time to dry out, and then uh, there's going to be some Christmas presents down the line. Oh, great stuff! But thanks as always, David. Enjoy the week in cannabis. You too, Dean. All the best. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. It's a blue. Be careful with that, man. Uh, yeah. Is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> All right, cannabis character this week. I'm going with the guy who uh, just lost out in the Cannabis Character Cup. That is Harold Lee, played by John Cho in Harold and Kumar, go to White Castle. And as you would expect, in a uh, stoner buddy movie like Ted, uh, these things start off uh, with these two guys on their couch at home. And as you would expect, with legendary stoner characters, 
They're about to get high. Work it up, Yaj. Let's do this. Tonight's top story, a cheetah escaped earlier today from the Morristown Zoo. All right, so they're goofing around on the couch with each other, getting high, having fun. Uh, they flip around the channels, and uh, Harold, played by John Cho, finds a movie he can really identify with. Oh, nice. 16 Candles is on, man. And the award for the least heterosexual statement ever made in this apartment goes to... Harold Lee, come on down, man. Take a bow. Shut up, man. It's a classic. It's a very beautiful story about someone who feels unnoticed, unappreciated, unloved, you know? Turn it. It's a good one, though. All right, so uh, they end up flipping the channels, and they fall on some uh, marijuana's bad, okay? One of those commercials that uh, does not end well. One of those reefer madness commercials. fear-mongering commercial about uh, marijuana and uh, rightfully so they end up having a good laugh about it marijuana <laughs> kills i love that shit we're so high right now we're not low oh that's such a good line it's one of my favorite lines from the movie the whole movie is uh we're so high right now we're not low uh i, I might have to go with that one uh, with my uh with my buddies but as happens when you get stoned the munchies kick in and that's how uh, harold and kumar's journey begins i want something we haven't had in a while something different something that'll really hit the spot i want the perfect food are you hungry and come to white castle and try our slider special so there you go uh, I'm not sure how many sequels they did. I think two. The one where they're going to Amsterdam and they uh, take weed with them and, and uh, I think Kumar smokes the bong in the bathroom on the plane. Uh, it was pretty funny. They end up in uh, Guantanamo Bay. And I thought there was a Christmas one with them as well. I might have to f- to add uh, the Harold and Kumar uh, Christmas movie to my uh, Christmas must-watch flicks this year. So, yeah, I'm going with it. That's uh, Harold Lee, played by John Cho in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. And that is our cannabis character for today. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Another edition of What's That Strain? Chris Ianson, the manager of the off-white location of Nova Cannabis, and our educator joins us as usual in studio. Thanks very much, Chris. Thanks for having me, Dean. It's great to be here. It is uh, a delicious dessert that we are featuring today. Banana Split, a hybrid, and uh, it comes to us from Aurora, who, to put it mildly, one of the bigger players in the cannabis industry. Yeah, absolutely. Aurora is definitely one of the bigger players in the in the world globally. Actually, um, actually, the second largest cannabis uh, company in the world. Uh, Canopy Growth is 
slightly ahead of them there, but I think that those two are kind of, it's going to be like the Coke and Pepsi here mm-hmm. of the cannabis world once things kind of play out a little bit more. But uh, yeah, doing great, great big things. I'm a big fan of Aurora. Um, they're actually headquartered uh, here in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, and they were founded in 2006 by uh, Terry Booth and, and, a, and a group of uh, uh, other gentlemen, uh, and uh, yeah, they currently are producing over 625,000 kilograms of cannabis a year. Uh, and that's in operations in 25 different countries across five continents in on Earth. So Yeah, that's uh, obviously uh, gives you a uh, worldwide, worldwide reach. And, you know, that reach is possible because of their CEO, Terry Booth, uh, is, is such a great leader from all accounts. Yeah, absolutely. He seems like uh, just the perfect guy to, to run a company like Aurora. Every interview I see with him, he seems so enthusiastic and charismatic about cannabis. Uh, it just seems like a, a great guy to kind of run run the ship there. I, I'd love to, uh, to have a puff with him at, at mm-hmm. some point. He's on my list of people to smoke with for sure. Oh, wicked. Now, y- you might say they have their finger in every piece of the cannabis pie. I mean, ev- almost any kind of industry uh, as far as growing they're there yeah yeah for sure um like since they started in you know 2006 uh, under the medicinal side they've been kind of like growing growing and growing and acquiring companies here and there so i mean what they cover they cover you know facility engineering and design uh, cannabis breeding and genetics research uh, they do like the production of cannabis. They've mm-hmm. got all these grow facilities all over the world. Um, they've got uh, derivatives. They've got testing facilities. They've got home cultivation uh, projects that they're working on. And then they also, they're a part of the wholesale and retail uh, industry of cannabis. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a brilliant strategy. Um, you know, get involved as many things as possible. Um, you know, plus they're producing 625,000 uh, kilograms of uh, cannabis a year um, along with everything else it makes them a major player and you know they they're also going to be a major player in season two they're ready for the next wave aren't they yeah big time big time they're season two uh they're going to be doing edibles um they're going to be doing the the pens the disposable pens and the 510 threading as well as the uh the pods pax era is going to be doing the some like aurora strain pods um yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I've actually got to try some of the edibles. I had a, a little piece of chocolate without any uh, cannabis or THC mm-hmm. in it. Uh, it was delicious, though, and it's uh, from a local uh, Edmonton uh, chocolatier. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, and actually, there's uh, some big news that was uh, released this week um, where they partnered up with uh, CTT Pharmaceuticals, uh, and they're going to be launching, and I, I assume it would be in the phase two or season two there, uh, Aurora Dissolve Strips. Mm. So just kind of like those, uh, the fresh mint or the fresh breath kind of strips you put on your tongue. Uh, there's going to be ones that are THC or CBD or balanced, uh, and they dissolve in five to 10 seconds. And they just, it's a sublingual wafer, uh, taken orally that, you know, should be super easy to use. Wow. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be really interesting for a lot of people, uh, that don't want to smoke or anything like that. You just, uh, put that little wafer on your tongue, uh, yeah. dissolves and away you go um just on a side note you mentioned those uh you know the i don't know what did you say not portable but uh one-time use yeah pen disposable kind of thing. pens disposable yeah. pens a friend of mine 
was in Vegas and, you know, grabbed one of those. And he said it was just amazing. Uh, you don't have to refill it or anything. You just use it. It was like 80 puffs or something yeah. like that for the one. But those are going to be really cool, too, for a lot of people, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, big time. And it's so convenient, too. There's not even like you don't even have to push a button or right. load it up. It's just literally, you know, put it to your lips, inhale. Um, let it out and, and you're good. And then when you're ready to go again, just pull it out again. So yeah. And then when it's done, you throw it out. Yeah. For Get sure. a new one. I've, awesome. I've had several disposable pens in my life. Okay. There you go. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, also a really cool thing, uh, that happened earlier this year is that, uh, Aurora partnered up with, uh, UFC, um, you know, ultimate fighting championship, because we know, um, as in the cannabis community, the benefits of this plant and they're trying to, um, you know, and, and, and bravo to UFC uh, mm -hmm. for getting involved in this. Tell us a little bit more about that partnership. Yeah, absolutely. So they partnered, uh, partnered up uh, pretty recently. Um, and what they're doing is it's a CBD research. So they're going to be uh, testing, uh, testing out optimal dosages uh, and delivery methods. Uh, what works best with their actual UFC fighters. And I don't know if you've seen like uh, Nate Diaz, he's a pretty popular fighter. He just did a press conference uh, puffing on a joint. Uh, he's very passionate about it, but. Now, um, was it cannabis or was it CBD or? Well, I'd imagine that was a, a THC. THC joint rather? Uh, I believe they said it was a CBD okay. and you know, it could have been balanced, but uh, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily like, I, I don't think that it just needs to be just CBD for, right, yeah. for, for healing. I feel like, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things with THC too. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, uh, that's good. I think, uh, you know, I've, I've always wondered out of, uh, the NFL, the NBA, major league baseball, and, uh, uh, of course the NHL, what will be the first of the big four that really embraces cannabis and, uh, UFC is starting to beat everybody to that punch, pardon the pun. So uh, that's interesting and great on uh, the UFC and, and great for Aurora to be involved in, in what could be groundbreaking research. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think too, it's it's gonna help a lot of these the fighters' lives too. Like if they can get off the, the opioid medications and the stuff that, uh, you know, it's doing a number on their guts and get on something a little bit more natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, so much better awesome. for everybody. All right, you can check out uh, their website, www.auroramj.com. Uh, this is a, 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 a mostly a recreational segment, uh, so that will, will tell you that it's mostly medicinal information at their uh, website that you can find. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, yeah, like going through it, you'll see their, their different strains, and actually they've named their banana split. It's called Luna, and they have like uh, medicinal names for, mm -hmm. for these strains. Uh, one that I saw on their medicinal side that I'm dying to see them bring to rec is their uh, uh, Ghost Train Haze. It's called Thor, and uh, it's one of my favorite strains out there. It's just an amazing, powerful sativa, and I'd love to see that come to the rec market with the Blue Dream. Uh, so hopefully sometime soon we'll see some Ghost Train Haze oh, by good. Aurora. Uh, blue nice. Dream, their, their Blue Dream is spectacular, though. It is, uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, great. It's one of my go-tos uh, for sure. All right, uh, let's talk about the history of uh, of this banana split. You know, uh, we just did the citrus punch, which was not the same citrus punch as some others. And this is uh, a similar case that uh, this is uh, a different banana split than some people may be familiar with. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, similar to the citrus punch on, on a couple episodes back. Uh, 
when I was looking into li- the lineage, uh, you know, Tangy crossed with banana sherbet is kind of like what came up uh, quite a bit. But uh, earlier today, I reached out to uh, some of my friends at Aurora and kind of asked them just for some more details. And they uh, informed me that uh, their banana split is actually OG Kush uh, crossed with uh, banana, just the banana strain, um, and makes it co- quite a nice balance, like a 50-50 hybrid. Um, so not really leaning too heavy on, on mm-hmm. either side there. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Definitely a nice, uh, nice tasty strain, uh, and especially with the, uh, the kind of like mid-range THC, that 10.8% is kind of, I feel like it's an optimal strain for, for everybody. Beginners, mm-hmm. beginners can get in on it, um, and even, uh, even uh, you know, accelerated cannabis users can definitely enjoy the banana split too. Okay, so it's interesting with the, uh, the history, you have uh, OG Kush, which is pretty legendary strain, uh, crossed with banana, uh, a strain I've never heard of, um, which is uh, kind of rare. So you have, you know, one really well-known and one that's maybe not as known, but still packs a great punch and mm-hmm. comes together to make a really nice balanced, uh, as you mentioned, 10.8% THC, which is great because I love uh, chatting about strains that are good for inexperienced or brand new cannabis users mm-hmm. because then we can bring more people to the fold. So if you've been thinking about getting into cannabis or, or maybe you don't have a lot of experience and looking for something new, uh, banana split at 10.8%, um, you know, not going to be too over the top for mm-hmm. people, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think too, it's a great strain for a social environment uh, where you don't get to, you know, too ripped and then everyone's just quiet and kind of being, you know. Paranoid maybe. <laughs> Paranoid, yeah. Uh, I think that that 10.8%, I mean, that's going to still uh, get you to a fun, euphoric kind of place, uh, but not not be too, too crazy where you're, you're too ripped to even yeah. converse. You don't want to kill a party yeah. uh, with too high of a, uh, a strain or a, a sativa that makes people a little bit anxious at times. Okay, so 10.8%, that's great. A banana split, when we talk about the name, um, it seems fitting for what we're going to talk about. Um, a, a, a nice, uh, delicious dessert. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a tastier uh, strain of cannabis. It's got, uh, you know, the, the real fruity kind of flavors to it. Um, I've kind of seen it described as like a nice desserty uh, cannabis. Um, so, yeah, banana split, uh, you know, just because it's got the banana in it. Um, and actually, uh, interestingly, interestingly enough, um, this strain was actually created by the Crockett family genetics, um, who were, uh, bought by DNA genetics just this year. Wow. So, um, and they're, they're kind of all in the, in the same Cali family. Oh, that's cool. Well, I, you know, I, I, you look at the name, uh, banana split. Okay. It's got banana in it. It's a hybrid. So it's a split. So banana split, uh, is pretty fitting when you consider that there's banana and, it is a hybrid. Now, yeah. when, when we uh, when we take a look at it, uh, first of all, um, the packaging is uh, is is good. It is not uh, over the top packaging at all. Uh, this is a, a one gram uh, circular tub that's not too big, right? It and it yeah. when you open it up, uh, some some good size uh, nugs in there that fit uh, fit pretty perfectly in the packaging. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to see. Uh proper size packaging that this, this some of the stuff that comes oversized is ridiculous it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be that way so uh, kudos on aurora for coming up with a tight one gram package i bought a pre-roll the other day that came in a box and i thought uh, and, and it was a tube that came oh, in a oh, box yeah. you know there are the pre-rolls that come in a box that you peel up back and that but this was a tube that came in a box and i thought that's just redundant yeah 
Just sell me the tube. Just I just need the tube. So this yeah. is good packaging. And when you look at it, um, good size nugs. Um, what yeah. are you, what are you seeing when you first open this up? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, this batch, like you said, had really good size nugs, um, nicely trimmed. Uh, light green is the color, the main color there, and uh, we got some like orange, orangey brown pistols. And uh, actually, you know, when you hold it up under the light too, there's a pretty good trichome coverage on, yeah. on the buds. I love doing that. You, you have, you've got a microscope at home that you mm -hmm. use. Um, I guess you could just get a magnifying glass uh, if you really wanted to. Uh, just put it under a light and. Uh, just make sure you're not using sunlight and there's no uh, grasshoppers under there like uh, when you were a kid and you'd <laughs> light the grasshoppers on fire. Maybe that was just a Brandon East End thing, you know? I just saw, I saw a video this week of a guy lighting a bong uh, by using a magnifying glass in the sun. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, makes that sense, That is right? awesome. <laughs> Same idea. <laughs> yeah, as long as he's smoking some uh, organic uh, cannabis, that is the, the ultimate in <laughs> uh, Mother Nature, right? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I might have to try that sometime. <laughs> okay, so uh, terpenes, a uh, really popular segment. For those of us that might just be joining us for the first time, can you just give us a, an overview of uh, you know what terpenes are and how they play into the entourage effect? Yeah, for sure. So uh, terpenes are you know found within cannabis. They secrete out of the cannabis glands. Um, and they're aromatic oils, so they uh, make your, your bud taste and smell a certain way. Uh, so, you know, with the banana split, it's going to be uh, fruitier. Um, but then there's, you know, stuff with um, uh, like myrcene, uh, which is going to kind of have that earthy kind of clovey taste. Uh, there's uh, limonene, uh, which is citrusy flavors. Uh, and then to go with terpenes too, there's, there's effects that will kind of play in uh when consuming the cannabis and the entourage effect is kind of the big the big deal where it's you get your thc uh percentage and concentration your cbd concentration and then the terpenes and those three interacting together gives you that desired effect the entourage effect perfect so the terpenes in banana split um you know one of them i'm a pretty big fan of. yeah your fave uh karyophylline is is the big one on, on the banana split uh, we've also got uh, transnerolidol and myrcene. And so transnerolidol, that's kind of a, a new one we haven't mm -hmm. talked about much on here. Uh, the flavor and smell with that is kind of like uh, ginger and jasmine. Uh, nice. Kind of like a little woodsy smell to it too, uh, which is pretty interesting one. I've, I've seen transnerolidol in some strains that I do like, so um, cool to see it again. Yeah. If I had one request um for the cannabis industry is that uh terpene profiles of certain strains be more readily available i i, I really think yeah. that, especially uh you know when you're going to buy it um now you guys have the information with you and most of the time you guys can uh, remember this but sometimes it's nice just to be able to look on a, a board or on a website and be like terpene profile because sometimes it's not always out yeah. there is it no, it's not not right now. I, I think within a year or two, I think okay, the good. industry is going to shift towards people coming and saying, "Man, I love mercine. That's what do you right. What do you got that's high in mercine?" Uh, I do think too that we hopefully we get to a point where uh, licensed producers are are providing like batch reports on you know this this lot that we grew. Uh, here are the terpene percentages to it. That's also a good point too. Yeah, for sure, because you know you'll get some kind of let's say inferior buds where you know you give it a sniff and it doesn't smell like much, and it's going to have really light uh, terpene profiles whereas um, some of the higher end stuff when you crack as soon as you crack the case open you, the whole room smells mm -hmm. um, that's something that I prefer so I'd like to see uh, the industry get to a point where 
you know, I could like look into the specific batch and, and, and pull up, you know, uh, the reports and all yeah. the testing. That would be awesome. So mm -hmm. maybe someday, uh, but uh, terpenes, very important. Um, one thing we should point out is everybody does react differently to cannabis. And, and we're going to talk about the endocannabinoid system today in a second. Um, but everybody does have, um, I guess, a, a different reaction uh, to cannabis. Um, mm -hmm. As we get into the desired effect, um, let's talk about what you can expect, for the most part, from banana split, but remembering that everybody does have a little bit of a, a different reaction to it, correct? Yeah, you're absolutely right with that. It's a kind of a generalization. We can't say that, you know, this cannabis is going to put you to sleep. You can't guarantee that with how someone's biology is. So uh, the effects you should be experiencing, uh, deep, relaxing body high uh, without sedation or sleepiness. Uh, so that's kind of cool. It's kind of like the indica effects without the heavy couch lock. Interesting. So you can still be kind of active, but your body's going to feel nice. Um, when, I, when I consume it, I, I find I get a great euphoric head buzz, um, a lot of laughs and smiles. It, it puts me in a good mood. Um, it's also a long-lasting high, I, I found, uh, compared to some other strains that I've tried. Which is, you know, for the most part, what we're all after. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I like this feeling. I want it to last longer. <laughs> I never want it to end. Yeah. <laughs> now, there have been some nights where I'm like, okay, this could end in my early <laughs> days. But now I'm like, extend it uh, yeah. once you, you get a little bit of experience. So uh, we all want it to last. We all want it to be fun. And uh, that's what this... Uh, this is good. So uh, good social strain, maybe good for board games. I think so. I think it would be great for a board game night. Uh, if you have some munchies around, though. Yeah, big time. I expect the munchies when you smoke banana split. Um, it's definitely, uh, too, it's a pretty balanced high of head to body. It's not too, like, uh, leaning on one side or the other. I kind of find that, yeah, I feel the effects in my head. I feel it in my body, too. Um, nice strain for daytime or ev evening time too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's obviously, um, a great dessert strain. So could be a great after dinner strain. Mm -hmm. Um, after your dessert, you have a banana split, smoke a little banana split. <laughs> You're not going to fall asleep right away. Maybe you want to watch the Euler game or something like that. And uh, you don't want to fall asleep. This is good. That'll keep you up, uh, keep you going, but also, at a relaxed pace. Uh, you're not going to be up pacing around the floors uh, uh, as sometimes you get with uh, with some different strong sativas. Yeah, yeah, you, you said it. That was perfect. All right, so taste test. Um, tell me uh, and our listeners what we should be uh, expecting uh, when we fire this up. For sure, uh, definitely fruity um, and, and kind of a sweet and sour, uh, hints of citrus. Uh, I found online someone kind of mentioned it tastes like a cheat meal, which I <laughs> liked. Um, what were your thoughts when, when you hit it on the hex? Yeah, definitely um, uh, you get like that uh, uh, fruity, full f uh, flavor yeah. almost uh, it was. But I, I can definitely tell a little bit of a sour. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was on the uh, the exhale, but at some point um, it's like, it's like oh, uh, you're, you're having a nice uh, fruity berry. And then all of a sudden there's just like a touch, not overpowering, but a little bit of sour uh, yeah. at the end almost. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it, it works though. It's uh, delicious. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, enjoying the rest of the evening after this uh, with a uh, banana split. So uh, that's banana split from Aurora. It is a uh, hybrid. The batch we have is 10.8% THC and it comes from OG Kush and banana. 
And now everybody uh, has a different reaction, as we mentioned, to cannabis. And, and that's where the endocannabinoid system comes into play. Um, it sounds like uh, uh, really something that is hard to understand, but, it, but it's really not when you break it down, is it? No, no, it's not. Uh, it makes sense at like a biology level when you you know take a look at it. Uh, so the endocannabinoid system uh, was originally discovered in, in the mid-1990s. Uh, by an Israeli doctor named uh, Raphael Meshulam. And he's kind of like a, a cannabis legend there. He's been uh, researching cannabis mm-hmm. for most of his professional career. A lot of what we know is uh, is owed to him. Yeah, absolutely. And and in Israel too, there are um, all kinds of medical testing going on and they're you know, leading the way for, for that. So uh, big ups to them. Um, and uh, yeah, so he, he kind of founded it, uh, like, you know, figured it out uh, and what it is is it's uh, the endocannabinoid system is a group of specialized lipids uh, receptors and enzymes and um, in humans it uh, it regulates stress it protects the nervous system and it triggers the immune system so um, when you consume cannabis um, you're going to smoke it or ingest it uh, uh, the cannabinoids are going to get into your blood and they're going to flow through your blood and throughout your body um, you've got your your cannabinoid receptors and so the cb1 receptors are are typically found in your in your brain in your brain stem and they kind of uh, are responsible for the those psychoactive uh head high feelings mm-hmm. of euphoria uh, thc definitely plays a big a big role in the cb1 receptors um and uh then throughout the rest of your body you've got your cb2 receptors and uh they're located throughout the immune system and uh, related organs and uh, like on the tissue of the spleen and tonsils and, and thymus gland. So all of your body and, um, those ones there are, are more so for like, um, CBD and all the, all the cannabidiol, uh, cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so more so for like anti-inflammation, uh, more, more for the body high. Uh, so a lot of more indica stuff, I'd say more, more so on the CB2 mm-hmm. side of things. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned already, like it's, it's important to, to say that like everyone's got a different, uh, endocannabinoid system. So, uh, we all you know, have different biologies and it's, it's kind of like a fingerprint where it's, uh, n- no two endocannabinoid systems are going to be identical. Right. It, it, it's almost like our bodies were set up for cannabis. Yeah. Yeah, they were, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Cause your body actually naturally produces, uh, some, some cannabinoids on its own. Mm-hmm. And so consuming cannabis just kind of, uh, bumps it up a little bit. Uh, so yeah, humans were made for this. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, we find out more and more each day about this, uh, wonderful plant. And, um, th- there's lots of research uh, about the endocannabinoid system in our bodies online. There's there's Tons. a wealth of information if you'd like to dive in more and find out how your body uh, reacts. And, um, you know, you can also go to uh, uh, Lobo Genetics, uh, lobogenes.com, uh, do mm. the DNA kit and really find out. You know, my wife and I did. Um, I found out I'm a, uh, a normal metabolizer of uh, cannabis. So it's, yeah. it's great. You can find out so much about your body, how it reacts to everything involved with cannabis out there. And uh, you can uh, check it out, uh, try some banana split, a hybrid from Aurora, and uh, really enjoy how it reacts with your endocannabinoid system. Chris, this has been good. It's been educational as usual and entertaining. Thanks very much for coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean.
the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And that's going to wrap things up for us today on episode 19 of the Cannabis 101 podcast. I want to remind you about the Meet and Green free movie, October 28th, Landmark Theatres, City Centre in Edmonton. You will watch for free A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, the very first one. Yeah, that song's so uh, scary, I gotta turn it down. So anyway, October 28th, Landmark Theatre, City Centre. Doors open at 6.30. The Cannabis 101 podcast will be there on location, interviewing whoever wants to come on the show. And it's free. Did I mention that? Ton of free swag available. Uh, We will let you know next week where you can pick up those tickets. I can't wait to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street uh, with all my good cannabis friends. Big thanks to Peter Kirkwood from Hexocorp for joining me and giving us a peek into uh, that really uh, fascinating uh, industry, a part of the industry, and uh, just how things work at uh, Hexocorp. It's uh, uh, they produce some great products, product of the year. Uh, doesn't get much better than that. Also, David Wiley from okanaganz.com slash OZ. Joined us for this week in cannabis news. And my good friend, Chris Ionson, um, putting the spotlight on Banana Split from Aurora on What's That Strain. Looking forward to checking out Morrissey tomorrow uh, with my uh, Wave Runner uh, from Symbol. It's going to be a lot of fun. And can't wait to see you all, or as many of us possible, you as possible, on October 28th uh, for the Meet and Green Nightmare on Elm Street screening. Thanks very much for joining me. This has been the Cannabis 101 podcast. And remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond.